one of the of your hosts, Trevor here. I've got Daniel over here to my left. What's up, everybody? Maybe everybody's left. Okay. Anyway, had a uh, great time on episode one. I did have some technical difficulties on my end, I think, but we're hoping we can get through this uh, this episode fairly smoother than last time. But if not, we're recording this in real time, and you can get a uh, a much better version on Spotify later when we and post production. But something like that. <laughs> Um, but without further ado, let's, we're going to jump right into this episode. We've got a ton of topics we're going to go through. I've got an update on a story I told, uh, on episode one. I'm ready to hear um, that one. But, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hand it over to Daniel. What do you got for us tonight, man? What's up, everybody? Welcome to, uh, uh I was about to say safety's off. Well, safety's off presents. Looks haunted. Let's go inside. I got a couple, uh, uh, stories, but first I wanted to, uh, on the first episode, I was talking about how on that website that there was people saying that my old house was haunted. Um, I actually ended up finding the website. The website is called Ghost of America. And um, you go in there, Ghost of America, it has a location section. You pick your state, and it has all the cities in your state that they've reported hauntings or, or you know, people that have seen stuff. And uh, on there, I saw my my town right now. Uh, if you're familiar with Stanton, Texas, uh, there was one story I did not see on there that it's like a legend around here. And um, that is the, uh, the legend, the story of um, the convent here in town. The convent opened around the, some, somewhere along the 1800s. And... Uh, they opened up the first like Catholic church here in town. Well, the legend, there's different stories about this place. And one of the stories being that there was a priest was, uh, having relations with one of the nuns. And there, the legend says that he got her pregnant. And when she had the child that he had her bury the child out in the grounds outside somewhere because it's just a big piece of land and they say people have reported saying that they hear a woman weeping in the middle of the night and um there's an rv park like right there where the convent is it's it's open now like to the public to go look at it and stuff like that but uh people have said that they have heard a woman uh weeping in the middle of the night and they say that she's looking for her child buried somewhere within the grounds there. And uh, I know for sure that the place has to be some some kind of haunted because uh, a relative of mine, he worked, he used to work there like they were rebuilding the place. And uh, why did my light change? I swear it's a different color just now. Anyway. Um, what the fuck was that all about? No. <laughs> But anyway, the, he has said himself that he has uh, has seen like a figure of someone staring from upstairs, looking down at him. Uh, and he says he looks up, and he doesn't see a face, but he sees a black suit with the white collar, like it's a priest. And uh, 
that he would call up there and go, hello, hello, and like nobody would respond, and he would he would the figure would just disappear into thin air. So that was a uh, that's a legend around here. I mean, hmm. as far as I know, I haven't I haven't actually been been inside. Uh, one of my old high school teachers was a part of the uh, the team that put it back together and like opened to the public and stuff. And uh, my brother said that he went once, and he <laughs> said that he about near shit his pants because uh, yeah, he about near shit his pants because he said he walked up the stairs and there was a statue of a nun standing right there and he <laughs> thought it was an actual person. But hmm. yeah, no, that's a uh, now nah, that's just that story wasn't on the uh, that website. So, I mean, I don't know how true it is or anything, but that's that's yeah. a, that's a big legend here in my in my hometown. So I don't know if anybody around here in the West Texas area has heard of that or anything, but uh, nah, I thought I'd share that. Thought that pretty, that's pretty creepy. Pretty interesting, right? Pretty creepy. Yeah, it's got rich history. Yeah, yeah, this is a very historic, like, town and stuff, and I don't know, people have said that they've seen a thing or two, um, so, no, I've, I, I, I want to go check it out, I just haven't yeah. really found the time to ask to book a tour or anything like that, but I believe that's how they do it, they book tours and people can go in and check it out and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, we should do a live, uh, a live episode there. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that would be creepy. So you said you have a update on something we talked about last week. Yeah. So uh, I told a story last week um, about a Ouija board, and uh, I got some information about that Ouija board. So, in a quick nutshell. Um, if you don't, didn't hear the story or need an update, uh, I was cleaning out a garage at my grandma's house years ago. I was like 12 or something and I threw away a Ouija board that had been around for a long time. Uh Um, I put it in a trash pile and then my uh, grandmother came out and saw that it was there and was like, what the fuck? Uh, I threw that Ouija board out already. Like, why is it back here? Um, so originally I thought like one of my uncles had purchased this Ouija board and it turned out that it wasn't, it was actually my mother that purchased this Ouija board. Oh shit. Uh, so she worked for uh, Toys R Us, um, right around the time that I was born. And before I was born, she, she had purchased it from there just out of curiosity to try it out and just see. And, um, so she said that she tried it one time and the planchet, is that what it's called? Which is is what that little thing is called that hovers over the letters, um, moved on its own. So she put it away and never touched it again. And it just stayed up in this closet. Um, and that's where I always saw it as a kid. And then. Uh, at some point, my grandmother threw threw it out. What I also found out is that uh, she, not only did my grandmother throw it out, my mother had also thrown it out. So when I was throwing it out, I was throwing it out for the third time. 
Um, so they were, so that's why they were both really shook is because my mother had also thrown it out at one time and it ended up finding its way back into their house. Um, but yeah, as, as far as I know, after I threw it away for what turned out to be the third time, um, it, it finally like it never came back around. So it's weird that you say that because on the last episode we were talking about how like they're doing stuff in threes to to get rid because oh, I had shit. I had said that uh I had said that uh my parents were trying to burn a book that had something to do with something evil and they burned it they had to burn it three times for it to finally catch fire and then get rid of it so that's weird that you say that. <laughs> Dude. Wow, that's I didn't even think about that till you just said that. Like it took three times. For, you're right, dude. That's wild. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And that's that's like I'm saying, like like I said in the last episode, it's like uh, I don't know, like they they mock uh, you know people's beliefs, like Christian beliefs of uh, the I guess power in the number three. You know, like yeah, and. Dude, that's that's freaking creepy. Damn. Yeah, that's got me more shook now than when I actually found this information out. Yeah, just to um, add to it. <laughs> but um, but I have a I have I believe it or not I have a paranormal story so um, that I had forgotten about and my mother reminded me of this. Um, it's kind of short. Um, so we were watching. The Exorcist, um, the beginning, which was uh, one of the Exorcist movies that was it the one was... of the reboot one? That was one of the reboot ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it came out like golly, like t- fucking ten years ago or something, like a while back. Not even ten, no, not ten years ago. Like, oh my god, it was a long time ago, actually. Yeah, but it yeah. was like kind of a reboot, um. It took place, of course, prior to the act- the yeah, first yeah, Exorcist yeah. movie. Um, and it, we had watched it when it was it first came out. I want to say it was probably like 2005 or some shit. Yeah, it was some, something early 2000. <laughs> and um, we were watching it at night. It was me and my mom. And I, I feel like my siblings had to have been there. But like, because we, we, were, we were horror movie junkies. And while we're watching it, um, just out of nowhere, a a family picture that was hanging on the wall in this in the living room there just fucking flies off the wall and like lands it's on the ground. Hell. And the kicker is this is my fucking picture. Like your picture? Yeah, it was a picture of me as like like fucking six years old, like a school picture of just me. And that was what Felt flew off the the fucking wall and just on the ground, and I was like, it would be like there's like fucking twenty goddamn pictures on the wall here. It would be mine that flies off the 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 wall at that moment. So I had totally forgotten about that too, and um, my mom reminded me of it, and I was like, God, that's fucking crazy. Wow, I haven't had any bad shit happen to me like like devil wise. But like thinking back to it, like that's nuts. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever actually seen anything like fall like that. Like in the movies, how something falls or like across 
flips upside down or something like that. Yeah. I've never actually seen anything like that. But um, I'll tell you what I have seen. So then I'm going to go back to, shoot, this was maybe, yeah, like early 2000s. Okay. Um, my mother used to work at a hospital here in town. And um, there was always a story of uh, people saying that they had seen a, a nurse roaming the, roaming the halls of this hospital. Uh-huh. And they say a bunch of people said that she had a like one of those old nurse hats. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, they, I'm gonna name two different instances that I've seen or heard something there. So this first one, we were. I think my mom was about to leave, and uh, she was like, "Meet me," because I would go up there after school. Somebody would drop me off, and then I would just wait for her to get off, and then we'd go home. But mm-hmm. um, they had dropped me off, and then she was she was doing something, and then she was like, uh, "We're about to leave. Uh, let's wait for me in the kitchen." So I was like, "All right, I'll wait in the kitchen." So um, in the kitchen, there's these double doors, the little window in them, and um, I go in there and I'm sitting there and I <laughs> they had those all oh, those big uh, ice machines like the really thin ice you know what I'm talking about and talking I talking about yeah so I would fill up a cup and then I would take it and I was filling up this cup with ice and I hear the door and see the light come in as you open the door I see the light come in hear someone walking in and I'm like hey mom and I'm telling her like the story and then uh, I didn't hear a response from her. So I was like, Mom. And then uh, I was looking around. I didn't see her. Well, I go up to the door. And through the window, I see my mom walking from the other end of the hall. She hadn't even gotten to the kitchen yet. And she's walking toward the kitchen. But somebody was fucking in there, dude. What and, the fuck, man? Yeah. So I told her. I was like, you didn't come in here? She was like, no, I'm... I mean, I'm barely, we're barely leaving. Like, I hadn't, hadn't been over here yet. So I was like, oh, okay. So that was that time. That's wild, dude. And then another time, uh, I had, same thing. I got dropped off. And she was like, uh, I'm about to leave. There's a, There's some cake. They had some party. There's some cake in the break room. You can wait for me in there. It's like, okay. And uh, so I go in there. The TV's on. I'm sitting there eating this cake. The, t- the TV was in the corner of the... It was mounted, like, on the corner of the room. Uh-huh. And uh, where, the, where the corner meets like that, there was two mirrors. So there was a mirror right here and a mirror right here. They met in the okay. corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm eating, watching this TV, and I see something behind me, but in the reflection... And it's the back of someone's head wearing a old nurse hat that you know I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yes. I had seen that, and I was like, the "Fuck!" So I turned around, and there was nothing behind me. And I looked in the mirror again, and there was nothing there. That's 
that's scarier than the first time that you experienced something. I that actually, would I actually saw and you're this a child. Person. Yep, I was like maybe 15, 15, 16. God, dude. Yep. So that's th- fucking nuts, dude. That would scare yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah, it did because I. As soon as that happened, my mom walked in and she was like, what, what's going on? Like, she saw my face and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just tell you in the car. So oh, I, my God. So I told her and she was like, no, yeah, a bunch of people have said they have seen somebody walking in the halls and going into uh, the patient rooms, like as if they were taking care of the patients or whatever. And uh, I think they said that. Oh, shoot. She was part of the, because uh, they used to deliver babies there, and they said that's what she used to do there or something. Hmm. But, yeah, that's pretty wild. That is wild. I just like how nonchalant everybody is. It's like, yep, that's just, people see this bitch, and yeah. Like, it's so fucking hilarious, because, like, I, I'm just oh, so sure. Like, oh, you finally, you finally saw her? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, but you finally saw her, huh? Like, told you. People have seen her all over the place, man. People don't believe me like... she's there. <laughs> Golly. But uh, I'm going to tell another story. It's not my story. Okay. But uh, I'm not going to, I won't mention names, but we know that we were talking about this earlier. All right. Uh, so this dude, someone we know. A co-worker. He, uh... <laughs> you got stuck. Okay. You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So he says that, uh... He was at work. And, uh... This dude came up... To, this dude came up to him. And, uh... He was in his riding cart. And, uh... He says that, uh... He came up and he was like, hey... And then he was like, oh, hey... Like... Whatever they're saying hi, but he says the last time he heard of this person that they were he had heard that they had passed away, and uh, so he told them he told this person like let's give this person a name. He told uh, Bill, he said, Bill, I heard that you had gotten really sick, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I got real sick and. I can't walk anymore. That's why I'm on this in this riding cart or whatever. And he was like, "Oh, well." Also, this person that he knows used to work with uh, his dad, so he said that uh, that dude was like, "Hey, yeah, hope y'all are doing okay. Tell your dad hi and stuff like that." So he said he got home and he he tells him, "Hey, dad, I saw Bill today at work," and he was like, "What?" Yeah, I saw Bill. He was shopping at work, and he was like, "No, no, you didn't." It's like, yeah, he was right there. I was talking to him. He was like, "No, I went to his viewing and saw him in his coffin." <laughs> yeah, dude. So how long? I'm not sure how long ago it was, but or like how how long before? Like, what was the? Like when this person saw Bill at work, how long had he been dead for? I'm not sure. I he he didn't he wasn't 
entirely sure either. So I told them, like, did you Google it? Like, maybe Google to see if you saw, like, an obituary or something. And then uh, he was like, I'm too scared to. So I don't I don't know if he actually has gone to look or anything, but uh, I need to, I need to ask him for the update on that and see see what he says or whatever. God damn, that's that's creepy too. <laughs> yeah, because like now I can piece together the specifics, but like, yeah, I'm gonna have to ask this person too. I want to know too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Was this? Did this happen? I take it this happened after I was already gone. This happened like a couple weeks ago. Oh, this is fucking recent. Yeah. yeah Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty recent. Damn. Okay. Yeah. We need, we need to shit. we need to ask him this update or see what the hell. But yeah, yeah I was like, dude, did you look it up? And he was like, Nah, I'm too scared. To, I'm too scared. Oh, he can to. he can give me the name and I'll find out. <laughs> God damn. He was like, the only thing I can think of is is if this dude had a twin and we didn't know or something, but but he responded to the name and everything that he knew of and everything. He asked for his dad. They used yeah, to like together. a twin wouldn't know the his dad. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's pretty that's pretty tough. That's pretty wild. Yeah. God damn, man. Um shit. I um I watched Halloween 3. I think we talked about it like a little bit in the last episode because we were talking about um Halloween films. Yeah, and those so of I, you that don't know Halloween 3 was season of the witch. Last episode we thought that um there was some kind of connection with the movies, but Trevor can now confirm and tell us what the movie was about. So what it it has nothing <laughs> like <laughs> and honestly like they should have like made an executive decision to not even have this be affiliated with the the Michael Myers franchise cuz um it is what what uh, I haven't actually looked it up but now I I feel like I'm pretty confident that it was supposed to be the start of an anthology and hollow the the movie Halloween was gonna be like a different story to be told, um, every Halloween. Yeah. But and it's like they did it with this movie, and then were it 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 was so fucking bad that they were like, hold hold on, <laughs> we're just gonna go back to Michael Myers. <laughs> like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Because it is, and I'm sorry if you want to watch it. I'm gonna there's I'm gonna spoil some things, um, and it's gonna sound like I'm making this shit up. But like so, the, uh, I don't even know how to describe the plot because it it is so everywhere. But essentially, there's like a mask company, like out in the boonies, that makes these masks, and they have a commercial that has like a little jingle, and um, that you see throughout the mo- the film that comes on the TV, and this doctor who had a patient get murdered in his hospital meets that patient's daughter. So this, this guy comes to this doctor and he gets murdered in his bed in the hospital. And the next day 
his daughter shows up. The dude that died, his daughter shows up and talks to the doctor. And they decide they're going to go get to the bottom of, like, this murder. And that's when they, th- like, the same day they drive out to this the boonies to where this factory is. And they spend the night in the hotel. They've known each other for, like, 24 hours. And, and, and this woman's father was brutally murdered. And they end up sleeping together in the in the hotel. That's where they fucking lost. Me. Like I was like, "What? This no." And then you come to find out that like this guy runs this mask shop, and he is making these masks that are gonna make if when kids wear them on Halloween, it's gonna make them like have a fucking seizure, and then their faces are going to melt and, and for some reason bugs and like snakes come out of their mouths and these kids, these kids are just dead. No explanation is given. And the, the source of this power is, is a stonehenge block that like, like stonehenge, the stonehenge, like a block off of the stone, the the actual stonehenge. Yes. Like he what? went and like stole one of those blocks and brought it back to the United States because it had like a power in it and they've been chipping away pieces of it and putting them in these little masks and that's what makes the, the mask like kill these kids. And then for some reason there's fucking robots. Robots? Yeah, like robots. There's just it, this guy that's doing this shit with the Stonehenge just has all these henchmen and they're all robots. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a totally it's a fucked movie, and I get why they never tried to 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 revisit any aspect of this. It's set in a completely different universe than Michael Myers. In this movie, when uh, at certain point at, at certain points, uh-huh. uh on the on the TV. The film, like the original Jamie Lee Curtis film, Halloween, yeah. is playing on the TV. So in this universe, Michael Myers is just a film character. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a horrible movie. Do not waste your time watching it. Like, yeah, just don't. And this is coming from a guy that loves The Room. Do not watch this film. It's not worth your time or energy. <laughs> so we should make this into we should try to find like between each episode we should try to find a really horrible movie that we can talk about and this could be be the start of a section like that or a segment like that um a segment that i do want that we do want to keep like rolling out with every episode we want to encourage you guys to uh to hit us up with your paranormal stories if you have any or uh just hit us up on our messenger our email safetiesoffcrew at gmail dot com uh or if you personally know us or whatever just message us and tell us your story uh I have one actually from uh from a uh viewer uh friend of ours but um this takes place in Monahans, Texas, uh, which is shoot an hour, hour and a half away from here, I think. Um. Anyway, far away from me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he says that um, 
He was telling me the story today, actually. But um, he says that they were they had moved into this like a uh, I don't know if it was a house or like apartment complex or something, and um, that there was a. Uh, he had said that he had woke up in the middle of the night one night and that he saw a figure of a woman standing in the room staring at him, like watching him sleep. And he said this lady had this long white dress and she had this long hair and she did not have any eyes. But she had this like big smile on her face. So uh he said like whatever time went on and they uh I guess he didn't tell anybody anything, but time had gone on and they had moved out of that place and he said that uh his family was talking they were talking amongst themselves and they were like uh Did you ever like feel anything or see anything weird in that house? And then uh, his brother said, like, yeah, he had seen some stuff. And uh, I think he said one of his other relatives said that he would feel somebody, like, sleep on the bed with them. Like, the weight of a person sitting on the bed. Yeah. Or uh, on the couch, like, watching TV, they could feel somebody sitting on the couch next to them. And uh, so he said that it wasn't just him that experienced something that uh, multiple people in his family actually experienced stuff as well. And uh, I don't know. I was really intrigued about the um, the woman in the white dress. Yeah. Because they were saying, I've heard before that uh, if it's something white or the, the color white, that it's really nothing to be fearful of, that it's not evil or anything it's just like a spirit or something yeah and then that if it's something like black or shadowy then you should like be worried <laughs> you should be worried <laughs> with that but uh <laughs> yeah no he said that he didn't get scared well he of course it kind of freaked him out a little bit but he said he didn't like scream or call for help or anything like that but uh that's like I wonder, because I've heard people say that they've seen figures like that with no eyes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I wonder what kind of spirit that is, because yeah. cause I know a bunch of people have said that they have seen, I don't know if you've seen stuff like this, but a shadow figure with the hat, like a hat no. person, no? They say that's like a reoccurring thing that a bunch of people see, a shadow person with a hat. And uh, I'd seen that on. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Nukes Top Five. Do you watch Nukes Top Five? I don't watch Nukes Top Fives. Top Five. I watch Top Fives. Okay. Well, there's one called Nukes Top Five, and uh, that was on there once about a shadow person with the hat. That someone was. Huh. It was someone filming their house or some room or whatever and they turn like that and you see the <clears throat> shadow figure with the hat and i forgot what they said that is but i've seen that like on posts on facebook like people like share this if you've seen a figure like this and they yeah they say that 
a bunch. I don't know what kind of spirit it could be, but a bunch of people apparently see it. So I don't know. That's that's weird. Yeah, it is pretty weird for sure. Have um, I was gonna shift without telling you we were, we were gonna shift, but have you ever have you heard the the story of um? Are you ever heard of the case of the feet that washed up on like the coast of uh, Washington State in Canada? No. So like back in like it started back in like 2007 and it went up to like like 2019 2020 but like in that span of time there's like this body of water called the the Salish Sea and it it uh borders um like it touches British Columbia Canada and it kind of like curves around and touches the border of um Oh, uh, Washington state. And, um, along the coastline over this period of time, which is like, what is that? Over 10 years, like about 12, 13 years, um, feet like, like, uh, uh, fucking like human feet. Have been washing up on shore. Like that have just been, uh, feet, just feet. Not even like that. A, that like that have detached no, from nothing. No legs or anything that have just detached from, like the human body. And excuse me. So, and it was it it was like in upwards of the like twenty plus feet had washed up. Not all at the same time, but over this period of time, which is a lot of fucking feet. And the characteristic about it was it was right at the ankle was where it was detached from the leg. And they were always uh in in a shoe. So it was like if you can imagine a shoe with a socked foot inside of it. Like if somebody just if you're wearing a shoe right now and somebody just like grabbed your ankle and and tore your fucking foot off and just <laughs> held it like that was what was washing up on shore. That's were these the fucking feet. Egg, so uh, so and it was always I think I, I could be wrong but I think like it was primarily like the left foot or primarily the right foot. Like it wasn't very off and like, it was never like a couple of feet. It was always just like a different foot almost every time. Yeah. And so like by like the third or fourth foot, like law enforcement were like, we have a fucking serial killer on our hands or some shit. And yeah. they investigated it for years. Cause these feet just kept washing up on shore all over the coast of, British Columbia, Canada, and Washington State, and um, this story has been solved. So okay. a coroner, uh, it's been solved, but it still has me like shook a little bit, and I'll tell you why. So a coroner had discovered, like, had concluded. I'm trying to use big words here. Coron uh, that what, before what you is, <laughs> before you continue, what exactly is a coroner? It's like a person that like when when usually like any kind of dead body that um especially in like murder investigations or what have you they they usually go to the site and examine the body beforehand and then it'll get brought back to like 
the morgue and that's where they'll do like autopsies and more oh, okay, in-depth okay, okay. like investigations into a body especially if like it they can't figure out a cause of death what have you um yeah. so figured out that what was actually happening was people that either a got into an accident uh committed suicide or like in some way that like maybe they drove their car into the lake on accident maybe they were jogging and tripped and fell into this i keep calling it a lake but it's it's a huge body of water that's connected to the ocean almost it just goes inland a little bit um like tripped and fell into this body of water or killed themselves essentially like that there wasn't a serial killer it was just like multiple accidents or suicides where people ended up dead in this water. Um, of course, decomposed. And um, your joints are some of the weakest points of your body during decomposition. Yeah. So at the ankle, as the, as the flesh decomposes and, and essentially everything is breaking down, the ankle just naturally detaches from the leg. And because... Uh, the foot is inside of a shoe. It of course floats to the top of the the water, and then it eventually like drifts onto the coast. And that's what they concluded was why these feet were just popping up. But at the end of it all, I'm just like, that's still you're telling me that though. That many people die, and that many people like have accidents. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I thought about. Was like, you're telling me that many fucking because. This story, this kind of shit, like, I'm sure feet have probably washed up on shore in other areas of the world, but, like, that so so concentrated to that area that, like, that it had to have, like, a story? Like, that's, that's just weird. weird to me. <laughs> that is really weird. That's still, yeah. like, sure, that explains it, but it doesn't explain it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so, why, so how are all these people just dying or, like... Are you telling me there's, like, all these missing person cases of these people? Like, it's so odd, but... Like, even if, was... like, even if it's, like, the flow of water does this, like, constantly. Like, even then, like, why that many? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but... <laughs> very, very weird. I always thought that was an intriguing story with the fucking feet. Yeah. Um I've got I've got another story. Right. Um there's a story of a woman named Ann Hoover. So is she the one that made the vacuums? No. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Ann Hoover was just like this woman in her like early 40s. She was like 40 40 or 45 and um just and always wanted a house and she lived in Pittsburgh and she ended up finally like after years of working and staying focused, she was able to make enough money to finally buy herself a house. So she bought her, she bought herself uh, what's called a row house. Now it's a row house. If you're not, yeah, I was going to say, if you're not familiar with what a row house is, you've probably seen row houses, but didn't know it. So, <laughs> So um a row a row house is like it's usually like two stories it has a basement they're in cities like Pittsburgh um I've never I can't think of a time I've actually seen them in real life but I've seen them in like movies and shit but like you literally share like your neighbor shares like a wall with you 
Like they're they're butted like if you can imagine like a column, like that's a house, and then this is a house, and this is a house, and your neighbor is like on the other side of a wall. There's that, no space in between. That reminds me of the way the houses were on Full House. Yeah, like similar to that, but like imagine like there's no space in between. Like it's imagine all those houses are like touching that. each other. Like similar to like maybe houses like in New York City. Ah. Uh, and like like if you wanted to go behind the house, you were going to have to walk around this entire block to get back there. <laughs> but but um so she bought one of these houses. So the the guy next to her ended up buying a house right next to her and it was like this 28 year old guy um i took a what was his fucking name <laughs> gotta refer to my notes Roy kirk and uh he bought a house right next to her and that he wanted to renovate and um so you gotta imagine like this person shares a wall with you and you're renovating a house so the the main problem with this house that he was number one roy didn't know how to fucking renovate he just had so he's making all these home improvements, but has no idea what he's doing. It sounds and he like had a, me. <laughs> <laughs> and the main problem with this house was that it had major holes in the roof. So every time it rained, like he, it would just flood his house, and there'd be so much water damage. So um, there was no electricity in this house. So he would bring an an extension cord, and he would run it to somebody else's house without asking them and plug it in. <laughs> and that's how we like cut, like that's how we use power tools and everything. Was but this, um, was he, was he uh, by chance like Hispanic or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a white guy, dude. <laughs> and um, so finally one day the water damage got so bad that it started impeding into, into Anne's house. So she was experiencing water damage. So she goes over there, and this is the this is when they finally start having confrontations with each other. And she's just like, "Hey, this is becoming a real problem. Like, I know a good like I can I can point you towards some good roofers that can do it for cheap and fix your roof, so you don't have any of this fucking water problem anymore." And he's like, "No, no, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it." Um, and he doesn't, and things just keep getting worse. Like he starts having trash piled out in the front yard. Um, there starts to become a rat problem. Like rats are like starting to like, like get into her house because they're, they're like rooming around outside and, and, and whatnot. Um, it smells like it's just turning into a real fucking problem. And Roy over here doesn't give a shit. Uh, and like, so finally she decides, you know what, I'm going to go to the city and I'm going to lodge a complaint and, and get this taken care of. So she goes to the city and they come and check out Roy's house and are like, yeah, this fucking place needs to be condemned or some shit. And they end up fining him $49,000. Jeez. So <clears throat> Anne is a really like humble person and cares too much. She actually offers to buy the house from him. Like, like I'll buy the house from him, from you. You can pay the fines. You'll break even and, and whatnot. And he essentially tells her to fuck off and is like, I'm actually going to, I'm going to fight this case I'm, and, and, and plead my case. And I'm not going to have to pay these fines. So like a hearing date is set and Anne's like, okay, we can do that. If you're going to, if you're going to challenge the fine. So the date of the hearing comes up. And Anne's friends go over to her house to pick her up. 
and they like knock on the door and she's not nobody answers she's not there so they're like oh well she must have already gone down to the courthouse or something so they go down there and show up and she's not there either and the hearing is like ready to start but roy's also not there so both of them aren't there so her friends are like what the fuck they t- the ju- they tell the judge they're like it's not right that she's not here, it doesn't like that's not her like this is important to her yeah like so yeah <laughs> so the judge agrees like yeah this is weird so they send a couple of police officers over to her house and they of course they knock on the door no answer but they Roy's also not there so they say well let's go to Roy's house he's right fucking next door. So they knock on the door, no answer. They go around the whole place and they're like in the backyard and Roy comes out of the house from back there. And he is like, he's disheveled. He's, he's filthy. He smells. You can tell that he's been like, he's been doing something. So they're like, the cops are like, yeah, Hey, what the fuck's going on? And he's just like, Oh, I'm just working on my house, you know, renovating, whatever. I was like, well, we need to go in there. And they, the Roy tells them, no, you you don't want to go in there. But they're police officers, so they go in. And they go inside, and automatically, there's no light, because there's no electricity, so they have, you know, their flashlights, and it smells, it's it's completely filthy in there, and, like, it's a a disaster. And they're looking around, um, and they, they, they... They don't know, like, what to think. So they start hearing, like, this shuffling in a room behind a door so they go over to this door and they they open this door and in there is um is the bathroom and in the bathtub is like a nine foot boa no like in the bathtub and there's there's rats running around everywhere um i did leave out a uh a specific they did go inside of ann's house um and they happened to find um some blood on the floor in there. Oh, so that's what gave him probable cause to go into Roy's house. That's why they're oh, in okay, here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Forgot to mention that. Um, so they're just like, they're, they're like, there's a fucking snake in here. There's rats running around. There's like loose animals in general. There's like cats and it's just decrepit. Um, so they end up going down into the basement at one point, one of them goes down there and, and it's, it's dark as shit down there. And he sees in his peripheral, um, through the darkness, what looks to be to him, and he thought at first was a mannequin that was that had been uh, like dismantled. But when they sh- he sh- he gets light on it, it turns out that it's Anne, and she had been dismembered. Oh, so fuck. both of her legs and her and her arms were cut off, and her torso had been cut in half just below the rib cage. And she had an uh, an extension cord wrapped around her neck, so they automatically place Roy under arrest, and he's of course just like losing his fucking mind over this shit. And uh, uh, it takes about five or six police officers to restrain him and get him handcuffed and thrown in the back of this like police van to take downtown. So while they're as the, while they're driving him downtown, he managed to contort his body to get his hands in front of him still handcuffed and get his belt off of him and he hung himself in the back of this van 
So when they when they get down to the jail, they open up the van and he's and he's dead back there because he hung himself. So he never went to trial. He never had any punishment. Now because he was dead, (laughs) just dead now. So the story is a tragedy, but the the creepy part of it was was how he um, got to Anne and killed her. So in his basement, the police found that he had knocked a hole into the wall that shared Anne's basement wall. And he went in through that hole in the wall into Anne's house and up the stairs and strangled her with that extension cord. Because they, yeah. (laughs) So really creepy story um, of just like how bad neighbors can, can get sometimes. (laughs) That's why I'm, Try to be nice to my neighbors because you just never say same. You just same. never know. <laughs> you never know. It's like that movie. Uh, what was that movie of the? I had Shia LaBeouf on it. Um. Oh, Disturbia. Disturbia. Yeah, that was, was a badass movie. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Was that his neighbor or the person that lived across from him? I was the person that lived across the street from him. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. That movie is actually, I don't think it, it's considered a remake per se, but it's, um, there's a movie from like the early like sixties that I think it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie actually, that it's the same premise. Mm-hmm. This guy like gets paralyzed or he just gets in an accident. I can't remember if he's paralyzed and he starts spying on his neighbors and his neighbor, like directly across from him, like he, he sees that he's like killing people at night and shit like that. It's called Rear Window, I think, is what it was called. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, uh, like, concept for a movie, though. Yeah, it was. I was. I really enjoyed Disturbia. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! No, it was. It was a good movie. Uh, who else was in that? In that movie. Um, Fucking Trinity from The Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the guy that played the fucking crazy neighbor has been in a lot of movies. I don't remember his name, but I've seen. He's like he's he's like one of those character actors where you don't know their name, but they're in everything. <laughs> like you see them and you're like, oh, that's the dude from this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who that guy was. Yeah. But uh, so, speaking of movies, yeah. Last last week we talked we talked about the uh Halloween franchise. I figured this week we could uh talk about the Saw franchise. Do you watch the Saw movies? Yeah, I mean there's some that I think I only watched it up to I don't know, I think I've seen them all. I don't remember them entirely, but no, I I always got into them. Yeah. I still like fanboy on Saw movies like um, I really enjoyed the concept and like just the guy that plays Jigsaw. Like, I think like those performances are always so good. I saw the um the new one that just came out, which I think is probably like the second best Saw movie they've ever done. So it felt I went into it with fairly low expectations because like I understand that the Saw movies are silly, but. Um, it felt really good to see this movie like get back to its roots and and yeah. tell a story and bring the original uh, 
character back. So, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tobin Bell. Yeah, Tobin Bell. Yeah, yeah. So, it's definitely recommend to watch if you're if you like the Saw movies. It takes place in between Saw one and two. So, if you don't understand why he's in the movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't there another one with uh? Okay, so they came out with the newer ones, right? But wasn't there one with uh? It had like Chris Rock in it. Yeah, yeah. The spiral. Was it the? Was it, it along was in... the same thing or what? How? What was yeah. that? It was in the same universe, but it was just kind of silly. Like Samuel Jackson, like... He's on there? Yeah, he's in it. He's Chris Rock's dad. (laughs) Listen here, motherfucker. If you can imagine Samuel Jackson in a Saw movie, that's exactly what it is. Exactly the way you... Like, I mean, he has a line in there that goes... You want to play games, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> like it's ex- like just take Samuel Jackson and put him in a Saw movie, and that's it. That's it. Like you won't be that far off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking games in this motherfucking <laughs> Yeah, but um, that was definitely a like that movie was it was okay, but but it is connected. It's it's more of just like. Following a copycat in a way, yeah, that's just inspired by Jigsaw. Okay, so, that's so how I... out of all the Saw movies, I gotta ask you. Okay, what was your favorite game? Uh, shit. Like in total, or like favorite trap? Uh, well, yeah, favorite trap. Um. I mean, it was probably going to be, uh, it's probably going to be the rack. And explain that one for us. So, um, the person is, and the thing that sucks about the rack is that the person that's in it, in this device, has no control over their survival, which kind of sucks. Um, (laughs) so they're in this device where they're, they're, they're kind of spread eagle. Yeah. Um, and their hands are in the, their hands are in these like kind of socket things and they're screwed in there. Like literally like screws are going through the middle of each hand. So they can't like get out their feet are in a similar fashion. They're in these like slots also screwed in. And then the head is also in like its own slot and, and, and section by section, starting with like the left hand, that's it spins around like mm. clockwise mm-hmm. and it keeps it keeps going it like it'll spin it spins around like three times not really fast but like slowly yeah, and yeah. of course as you can imagine like you can, you can only maybe turn your arm like 180 degrees before you start having re, uh, ah. resistance um but it does that to each limb one at a time and then it finishes with the with the head um and usually, like in a jigsaw trap, the the victim has they have the ability, like they can make a decision of, of it, if right? they live or, live or die. Yeah, yeah. But 
the basis of this the game as a whole in this situation was that each player in the game had wronged this man in some way so he had control over how they could survive the trap um but the thing is is like the man that had control had to make his own sacrifice to save these people so like in this situation with the rack he had to grab a key that was linked to the that was linked to the trigger of a shotgun and if like one if he pulled the key he had to take a bullet for this man so it that was that whole that was in Saw Three. If you if anybody three. wants yeah, to watch it, yeah, someone just asked <laughs> if it was three or four. Yeah, that was in Saw Three. I'm also a fan of the the twists in Saw movies. Yeah, like yeah. I always I always anticipate whatever the twist is going to be, and um, I don't think I've ever called one to be honest. If I can remember correctly, what was your fa- okay? Wait before we before we go to that. Let me tell you my favorite game. Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite game was I don't remember which one it what number it was, but um it was the the one where they had the little beakers and they had to fill it up with blood. Oh and they had to put their hands through the, the hand on the saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, saw five. They, it was on five? Yeah. Where they had to fill it up a certain amount for it you know, to Yeah. That was pretty wild. That, uh, that one was pretty wild. Which one's the movie that had the chick from um, Seventh Heaven on there? I knew you were going to. I was like, when you said, which one's the movie with the chick? I was going to complete Seventh Heaven, right? Yeah, the um, Seventh Heaven chick. What was her name? Beverly Mitchell? Beverly Mitchell. She that was uh, Saw 2. Wait, was it Lucy on Seventh Heaven? Oh, I said that it was Saw 2. I don't know if. I can't remember exactly when that. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. With which one uh, Beverly Mitchell was in? Okay, um, so you were you were talking about the the twist. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever called a twist. Which one would you say you were most had you like the fuck? I mean, of course, the first one, like Saw One, was the the pinnacle of like where he was alive the whole time. Yeah, like that was the pinnacle of like holy shit. Um and then they almost did it they kind of did it again with Saw 2. Like Saw 2, there's a moment where like cuz I don't want to like just in case people want to watch these movies, there's a moment where like I I kind of was speechless like what? <laughs> like uh they uh, that they got me with on that one. Yeah. And then and then everything else, like the twists were like kind of like I don't want to say I've ever I've never seen like a twist has happened and I wasn't impressed by it, but Saw One and Two were the ones that really had me, and then every other twist was just kind of like I mean that was uh, that was good, like yeah, like okay, I didn't see that coming, <laughs> oh, did you call it for uh what was his name? The uh, the doctor did you did you yes. of, did you kind of have a feeling he was behind that shit? So when Saw Two came out, uh, so when Saw Two came out, uh, me and a friend of mine uh went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, and of course, like afterwards, we like talked about it a little bit. And we both had come up with a, a theory at that time 
that the doctor is involved. And the reason we did was because there's a, a scene in the beginning of saw the very opening of the, the, the movie is the first trap. And it's a guy that's got a key. He's got a, he's got a mask on. That's going to close up like, like oh, this yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. um, and the, the key to the mask is, is in his, is cut in. It's like underneath his eyeball. So he has to cut open his the bottom of his eye to get the key yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a moment where the TV shows the procedure happening, and um, we notice that the person putting the the key into his eye limps into the frame like he's limping, and he limps up to the table, uh, and we just kind of like it wasn't like we were we were just like. What if that's a doctor and that's why he's limping because he's missing a leg, like because yeah. he cut his foot off, um, and then we never. And then as the rest of the movies came out, we were kind of just like the doctor has to be involved because there is some real <laughs> medical shit going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that. There's just no way that, like, there's traps that are so, like, there's a trap like soft. I think four were like it has these things. Oh, I know which one it was too. Is like, there's a trap where these, uh, it's two people that are back to back on like a post uh-huh. and they, they haven't, there's an, uh, an arrow going through, going through both of them. But the, th- the, the thing is, is on, it's a woman and a man and the arrow is going through the woman in a spot that will not kill her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going through the man and a, and a, through an artery that if they pu- if she pulls the arrow out he will bleed out, um, and I was just like, like how who, and, and at that point, Jigsaw's not even around anymore. Yeah. Amanda does. Um, I'm sorry, lots of spoilers. There's nobody around that could do something like that, except for a doctor. So it's yeah, like, yeah little tidbits that started solidifying that the doctor was was involved yeah so and then the way that uh the way that they spoiler this is gonna be a bunch of spoiler alerts yeah yeah. the way that uh they put they put him where they think they got him like they think they got him and then they close him in that gas that glass case or whatever that was that was a good twist too yeah yeah Because I think every time I watch that one, I'm I just keep thinking about the fact that, like, he could have very like, but there's a very um, it it, but the movie like it's surprising that sometimes the movies are written fairly decent like, uh, because in that movie there's an ongoing theme of where you see the those flashbacks where Jigsaw is kind of t- showing his ways, uh-huh. and. And like that detective, like when he's learning, he asks Jigsaw, he's just like, he's just like, how do you know that the person is going to do that thing? Like, what if they don't like what, like, and he says something like, like, if you're good at anticipating the human mind, then it leaves nothing to chance. So like that ongoing theme throughout, uh, that was Saw 5 was really good because like, he does. He just trusts the ability of like knowing what a person is going to do 
and he just kind of like goes on that faith and it happens yeah. to play out almost every time. That's wild. We had a question here. If we've ever watched hostile. I have I watched the first and the second one. I think there's a third one now too. That's the one where they cut the toes off of the, with the little. Yeah, that was the, that was the first one. The first one, right? Yeah. I think that's the only one I watched. I don't remember how many there is, but, uh, it was pretty all right. Yeah, for the time, like the first one was like very like Pete Gory for that that time that it came out. The second one they kind of really tried to up it. Yeah. Um and then the third one I just I don't I think there's a third one, but I know for a fact that I never saw it. I said this earlier in the episode if you didn't if you weren't here, but I had said that a uh there's a website here that Shows reported hauntings in uh, uh, different cities in Texas. Let us know where you're uh, watching from, and I'll I'll look up your city and tell you what's going on. If people have uh, <laughs> have seen anything, but uh, so I'm gonna look up Midland, Texas, right now and see what reported stories or paranormal things they have reported. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's uh there's, there's somebody 70, somebody common in Midland, Texas. There's 75 sightings in Midland. There's uh 50 pages worth of stories. Wow. So I'm just gonna pick one. Man, that one sucked. It was like I was in cell block D and I saw a ghost standing there. <laughs> That's all the fuck. <laughs> I think I think the only thing about this website is that like you can't just it's like Wikipedia he can't just put bullshit on there but like at least like t- I was in cell block D and I saw some okay okay here's one okay I used to live in a trailer on Cotton Flat and we would hear out. we would hear hear loud banging on the walls almost every night at three a.m. that's a creepy thing because. They say like uh all the evil shit happens between three and four. It's like the uh the hour of uh what like I don't like witchcraft and shit like that that they say that that's when the act activity's hot between three yeah. and four. I know because sometimes yeah. when I wake up at three or four, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm like, usually taking a shit. <laughs> so anyway. My daughter, who was five at the time and a sleepwalker, would get up every night, stand beside my bed, ask me for water or juice. She would then place it on her nightstand untouched and go back to bed. On many occasions, she would cry, scared of monsters in her room that were sending flies up her nose and birds to chase her. Hmm. If I'm to be truthful, at the time... My husband and I were having maritable problems. We just seemed to fight over everything and anything. On one occasion, we had an argument, and I decided to go to the living room so I wouldn't have to talk to him. After a couple of minutes, I started hearing footsteps coming from the hallway and thought it was my husband, but he never came. The footsteps didn't stop. At, the, at that point, my husband screamed my name. I ran to the bedroom. He started asking if it was me in the hallway, to which I said no, and we both got pretty freaked out. On another Hmm. occasion, I woke up in the morning to get my daughter ready for school. 
and couldn't find my five-year-old son who shared the room with my daughter. Started panicking, running, screaming around the house, searching for him until I found him fast asleep under the bunk bed. He couldn't tell me how he got there. It was a pretty scary time in our lives. I was glad when we moved away. My daughter stopped sleepwalking. My husband and I stopped fighting. And we could finally rest easy. I always wonder about that place and the people that are staying there now. I always go by and want to stop and ask if they're experiencing the same. But did anybody comment anything else? Like cities? Midland and Greenwood. Greenwood? Let me see if Greenwood has one. While you're looking for that, I thought of like a... There's like a 10 second scary story I heard one time that was like... It was like really good. So... Um, it went, a dad goes in to check on his son cause he hears his son like, um, like calling for him in his, in his room. So he goes in there and he's like, son, what's wrong? And his son's like sitting up in bed and he's like, dad, there's a monster under my bed. So he's like, okay, I'll check. And he looks under the bed and his son is under the bed and he goes, dad, there's a monster in my bed. Holy shit. <laughs> that one always had me shook <laughs> there's one sighting in greenwood it was about one week ago that i was home alone okay when was this posted though time frame let me see it doesn't give me a date that sucks but anyway it was a nine at night and i was sitting playing on my phone then I was hearing something behind me and there was nothing there. Then I heard it again. I looked and there was a black shadow figure standing there. So I went upstairs. He appeared in front of me and said, you can't go anywhere. So I ran downstairs. He was sitting in the chair next to me. So an hour later, my parents were not home. So I called and it said I had no signal. Then that same dude was standing in front of me and hit me on my arm. It scratched me. I called my parents and they rushed home. When they got there, they heard footsteps upstairs. We called the people TAPS. And they came and investigated. I'm guessing TAPS is like a paranormal team or something. Yeah. They found out it was an old Indian ground where a lot of white settlers and Indians died. And they haunt this place today. Hmm. Those are always real interesting. Like the Indian grounds. Like, you got so, any more uh, stories or any more? Uh... No, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold on to the rest of my ammunition until the for the next episode. Cool. I want to tap out now. <laughs> yeah. I'm. <laughs> the scary thing is. I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I think if I told one more story, I'd still have enough for, like... God, that's wild. I'll tell one story before we leave. Sounds good. So, um... <laughs> Freaking Corey. Anyway, uh... So here in this, in this house, um... We've seen her stuff on many occasions um even like sometimes today i'll hear but it's one of those things where you're just like 
used to it. Like, doesn't even bother you anymore. But yeah. when we first started, like, I think there was already, like, ghost here. But then uh, later on, some we'll share this story later, but uh, uh, my my brother actually got into some stuff, and it was... That's when stuff was really happening here. But um, we'll get into that later, like way later. I want to save that story for, you know, almost like season finale with this story. But um, okay. during that time where we were experiencing some like crazy stuff, um, I was in the living room. I was lay. I was uh, there laying on the couch, and I was watching TV. We had a uh, we had a Pomeranian at the time. Oh, there he is! Uh, my my brother's. He said he actually wants to come on the show and share the story, but um. But anyway, during that time that we were experiencing all this crazy stuff, um, like I said, I was laying on the couch watching TV. And my brother and his friend, they were at, they were in his room, which his room was, it's way in the other side of the house. And okay. um, we had a Pomeranian dog uh, at that time. And whenever anyone would sit on the couch or whatever, lay on the couch, he would lay right under you. Or she would lay right under you and just chill there with you. Yeah. And uh, so... I was there watching TV. My brother and his friend, they busted out of the door. They they just like bust out and they come to the living room where I'm at and they have this like look on their face like they're like looking around and I was like looking at them like the fuck? And uh he was like my brother was like was the dog barking? And I looked down and I was like, no, she's asleep. And he was like, she wasn't just barking? He was like, I was like, no. And they said that, and the other end of the house, they heard the dog, like, viciously barking. Like, they were going to fuck somebody up or something. Like, they were like... Really? The dog was, like, going crazy. And there was... They looked out, and there was no dogs, like, outside, like, scuffling or anything. Like... And they said that it was coming within the house. Like, it sounded like it was down the hall or whatever. And uh, the dog was just there asleep. And then I was like, no, she's been here the whole time. She hadn't made a peep or nothing. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Believe, man. Yeah. You need to do an EVP session for sure. I I thought about it and I I kind of want to, but I'm kind of scared at the same time. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. I I mean, there's a bunch of people saying, "Well, nothing will happen" or whatever, but I don't know. I kind of feel like I would provoke something and like make something else happen. <laughs> like <laughs> we've already seen and dealt with some pretty crazy shit here, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to like wake something else up or whatever you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah i get that too but uh now there's definitely more stories uh 
I mean, today, sometimes we hear stuff, but it's it's not a... Uh... What's up with your light? Do what? I said, what's up with your light? What are you talking about? It was it was just flashing. This one? Yeah, it was just flashing. I don't know. I mean, it's hardwired. But isn't there like a switch on there or something? Does it have an option to make it flash? I don't know. I have the instruction. I have the instructions for it, but I usually just plug it into the wall and unplug it from the wall. It, it was literally just flashing right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, because, like, I wish it did, because, I don't know. Because, yeah, like, I have to unplug it from the wall. The fuck? Okay, we'll just, we'll... <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, uh anybody have any last minute things that they wanna someone's asking what an EVP is. It's a it's an uh, what is it? Elect Electro Voice What the hell does it mean? Electronic voice phenomenon. An electronic voice phenomenon. So basically oh, yeah. basically people use that uh if there's like reported um activity or people claiming there's activity a bunch of the paranormal investigators take this device and i believe they have apps now on your phone but uh yeah you record and it picks up like frequencies that you can't physically hear i guess or how does it work exactly it's uh using the white noise apparently they say that at that frequency and the white noise of of like a digital recorder um spirits can manipulate that to speak through so like they have like spirit boxes that will sweep through like just regular radio stations but like yeah, yeah. it's sweeping it's sweeping through at such like a fast pace it doesn't actually like click into a station so it's just creating white noise and like voices will be able to come through that white noise to speak to the living which uh before we go I want to talk about this have you ever seen those videos of um, that person said that they <laughs> communicated with Selena? Yeah, and there's I've spirit. seen like the, the guy that there's like a guy that also like he talked to what uh, Takeoff from the Migos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen like. But go ahead. No, it was just that I I had seen that they said that they were talking about uh about uh Selena. Saying like, uh, no, just like how, like what happened, like she's saying, like, uh, telling the story of like what happened to her and stuff. Uh huh. And then, uh, there's, <laughs> this is like completely different, but there had been, there's, <laughs> there's one person that, uh, that's on YouTube. You look it up. But this dude said that he, died and went to hell for like uh i don't know for how long but he said he died and went to hell and the, <laughs> he saw michael jackson and selena down there <laughs> fucked up yeah 
But um, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody that has stopped by. Oh yeah. Whether whether you're here on TikTok or you're here on Facebook, uh, thanks everybody. We want we encourage you to hit us up if you have any paranormal stories or or something of that nature. Make sure you hit us up here on our inbox or safetiesoffcrew at gmail.com. Oh, we yeah. encourage you to go check out our first episode if you haven't. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So uh, if I'm trying to work on getting on the other platforms, but so far for sure it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you add that to your, uh, your list of shows that you listen to. And uh, we have... Plenty of material coming up. Uh, also, check out our uh, what? What would you call it? Our mother podcast, uh, <laughs> Sa- Safety's Off podcast. Make sure you're checking that as well. That one's more of a, the mother of all podcasts. Yeah, we talk literally talk about everything and whatever. But uh, this uh, particular series, we're talking about paranormal and shit like that uh movies horror movies and what why is your light so damn bright now (laughs) it's not like in real life it's not bright i don't know if it's the camera or what texas tech it is kind of dimming a little bit someone commented texas tech losing is very scary (laughs) oh man you know what else is scary? What's that? That jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was jersey day at work today, so I take advantage <laughs> when I don't have to wear the uniform. <laughs> you had a, you had a bunch of comments coming through. I like the jersey, I like the jersey. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to wear a different one in in Dallas, Texas, or I might get fucking beat up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a scary situation. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks everybody once again. Uh, make sure you're following our pages. Hit well, us yeah. up, like I said. Tell us your stories if you have any. We'll share it here on the show. If you want to remain anonymous, we we'll, can do that as well. Or uh, if you want to send us a voice message or whatever telling the story would that'd be a cool way to to add in to the store to the show here so yep again thanks again everybody um i'm daniel i'm trevor and this is us signing off uh looks haunted let's go inside signing off peace yep.